Welcome to A Jolt of Joy. Did you know that the most valuable gifts you have ever been given were not bought in a store, nor were they wrapped with bright ribbons? The most valuable and loving gifts you have ever been given are the gifts of grace, mercy, peace, and truth. Let's learn more about those gifts today. This is Carol McLeod, Bible teacher and author, and I love teaching the Word of God to you every weekday on the Charisma Podcast Network. Currently, we're studying the book of 2 John in this life-changing Bible study entitled, All You Need is Love. Let's begin our study today by reading from 2 John, verse 3. Grace, mercy, and peace will be with us from God the Father and from Jesus Christ, the Son of the Father, in truth and in love. Oh, just let that verse settle in your spirit for a minute and let me pull out some very valuable words in your life. The words I want to read to you are grace, mercy, peace, truth, and love. If those words don't settle your soul, I don't know what will. If those words don't make you feel loved and valuable, I don't know what will. You know, one thing I have learned in my life is that grace, mercy, and peace never exist apart from truth and love. They are quintuplets of the very best kind. We all want grace, mercy, and peace, don't we? Oh, how I want those three things. My soul aches for it. I want to be treated in a manner that I don't deserve to be treated. When I blow it, I want mercy. But never forget that true mercy brings truth. Eternal peace is forged in the fires of truth. Grace always leads a sinner to all truth. Never forget it. Truth brings the love and love brings the truth. Love and truth cannot exist apart from one another. And where do we get truth? In the word of God. Years ago, I watched a classic movie. You may have heard of it, Dr. Zhivago. Now, let me tell you, I love Russian history. I always have. I loved the scenery of this movie and the music of this movie and the compelling story of this movie. But if you know the movie, you know that what was going on was that Dr. Zhivago was having an affair. He was not being faithful to his wife. And in this movie, you're so involved in the music and the scenery and the compelling story. Do you know what happens? You actually begin rooting. You begin cheering for the other woman emotionally. You do. And and you have to stop yourself from not wishing that the other woman would win. You have to stop yourself and realize, wait, wait, I love marriage. He should not be doing this. One of my friends in college told me that after her parents watched that movie, they actually got a divorce because her dad had been attracted to another woman at work and this movie justified it for him. Let me remind you one more time, love is never void of truth and truth is never void of love. We go to the Word of God for 
all truth in our lives. We don't go to movies or stories or fiction, but truth comes from the Word of God. Verses 5 and 6. Now, I ask you, lady, not as though I were writing to you a new commandment, but the one which we have had from the beginning that we love one another. And this is love that we walk according to his commandments. This is the commandment, just as you've heard from the beginning, that you should walk in it. Now, I want you to do something. I want you to put your name in where it says, lady. Now, I ask you, Carol, or Jack, or Charles, or Wendy, or Diane. Now, I ask you, not as though I are writing to you a new commandment, but the one which we have had from the beginning, that we love one another. Now, let's review what we have learned about love. It's not a feeling. Love was not birthed on the very first Valentine's Day. Love, the true meaning of love, the true actions of love are found in the Word of God. And our love for God is revealed in our obedience to him. You can't escape it or wriggle your way out of it. If you love God, you will keep his commandments. That is true. Often, our obedience to God is a litmus test of our love for God. So I'd like to ask you today three pertinent and powerful questions. Where in your life do you have a difficult time obeying God? Oh, good question, isn't it? Do you have a difficult time obeying Him in your speech, in your habits, and how you treat people, in whether you go to church or not, and whether you tithe or not, in your spending habits? Where in your life do you have a difficult time obeying God? Question number two, who in your life is difficult to love? Oh, Another good question, isn't it? Is it your mom? Is it your dad? Is it a sibling? Is it someone at work? Is it a politician? Is it your boss? Who in your life do you have a difficult time loving? And the third question is this. What is the one area of truth that you know is in the Bible, yet you have a hard time agreeing with? I bet you didn't want me to ask that question, did you? But let me tell you those three questions. Where in your life do you have a difficult time obeying God? Who in your life is difficult to love? And what is the one area of truth that you know is in the Bible, but you have a hard time agreeing with? Those are the issues of first, second, and third John. Who says that the Bible is out of date or doesn't touch us today? The Bible is not out of date. It has juice and truth for today. We all can give solid answer to those three looming, gigantic questions. And the bottom line is this. Our love for God is revealed in how well we deal with those questions. Let's read from 2 John, verses 7 through 11. For many deceivers have gone out into the world, those who do not acknowledge Jesus Christ as coming in the flesh. This is the deceiver and the Antichrist. Watch yourselves, that you do not lose what we have accomplished, but that you may receive a full reward. Anyone who goes too far and does not abide in the teaching of Christ does not have God. And the one who abides in the teaching, he has both the Father and the Son. 
If anyone comes to you and does not bring this teaching, do not receive him into your house and do not give him a greeting. For the one who gives him a greeting participates in his evil deeds. Oh my, this is hard stuff here, isn't it? What is the takeaway from 2 John verses 7 through 11? Well, let me try to condense it for you today. First of all, there is a deceiver. There is an antichrist. You have an enemy who doesn't want you to live in a place of God's truth. And why is that? Well, it's because even the deceiver knows that truth is what is best for you. And so he tries to deceive you out of abundant living and out of staying in that place of truth. Now, the second takeaway from these verses is this. Watch yourselves. Be careful. Be very, very careful what you believe and who you listen to. If I were you, I would get all of my information from the Word of God. I wouldn't go to Oprah or to Fox or to CNN or to ABC or to Good Morning America or to the White House or to Congress or to the UN. We have a source of truth, and it's called the Bible. Now, we do love the folks who work for Fox and CNN and ABC and Good Morning America. We love them. We love our president and Oprah, people who are made in the image of God. God loves those people, and so do you and so do I. And we show our love for those people by praying for them. But it does not mean for one New York minute that those people are our source of truth. When you believe in the deceiver, there is a loss you will experience. You will not live as abundantly as you are able to live. Truth is a benefit in your life, and deception is a deficit in your life. So the third takeaway from 2 John 7 through 11 is this, abide in truth. Let's read verse 9 one more time. Anyone who goes too far and does not abide in the teaching of Christ does not have God. The one who abides in the teaching, he has both the Father and the Son. There it is, one of our words, abide. And John and the Holy Spirit are telling all of us in the 21st century today, abide in truth, stay in a place of truth, live there, don't change your address from truth. And let me ask you one more time, where is this truth found? It's found in the teaching of Jesus Christ. The fourth principle we learn from these verses is don't entertain the deceiver. You know, these verses, in these verses, John takes a hard stand. It's a difficult concept to wrap our hearts and minds around. That's why you've got to take it in its full context. Don't entertain the deceiver. Let me read to you verses 10 and 11 one more time. If anyone comes to you and does not bring this teaching, do not receive him into your house and do not give him a greeting. For the one who gives him a greeting participates in his evil deeds. It's a hard verse, but John had to take a hard stand. You know, often as parents, we have to draw a line in the sand and that's what John is doing. Don't welcome deceivers into your home or into your life. Don't entertain the teaching of of a deceiver. 
What have you welcomed into your house? What kind of TV shows and books and movies and music? Don't entertain it. Don't welcome them. Some of us need to clean house. And now verses 12 and 13. Though I have many things to write to you, I do not want to do so with paper and ink, but I hope to come to you and speak face to face so that your joy may be made full. The children of your chosen sister greet you. You know, there's a joy that happens when the body of Christ spends time face to face together, isn't there? There's a joy that happens when you're with somebody, when you're not just on Facebook, when you're not just texting them or emailing them. But when you're with them face to face, within touch and within breathing distance, let me encourage you today. Your joy will be full when you hang out with people in the body of Christ. Thank you for joining me today on A Jolt of Joy. If you've enjoyed this podcast, I'd like to encourage you to visit my website at www. JustJoyMinistries.com. It is my passion to help people live an abundant life through the power and principles found only in the Word of God. You can contact me at Carol at JustJoyMinistries.com. And as always, know that I am praying for you today.